Hi, this is Adam Bergman. On today's Adam Talks, I'm gonna be talking about Roth IRA, children, whether that's an option. I'm a huge Roth IRA fan. Uh, I would, it's kind of my passion. I wrote a book on the Roth IRA and I got kids. So trying to figure out a way to have my kids take advantage of the powers of the Roth IRA is always something I've been very fascinated about and something I've actually been able to do. And why it's important and why it can be a really interesting tax planning option for you and your family is because of the idea and the power of the Roth IRA. Roth IRA, which came into existence in 1997 by Senator Roth, basically is an after-tax account that lets you put money into it, six or 7,000, just like a regular IRA, but unlike a traditional IRA, where you have to pay tax when you pull it out after 59 and a half, and a 10% penalty if you do it before 59 and a half, with a Roth, as long as you can wait patiently to pull the money out until you're 59 and a half, and you've held the Roth IRA for five years, meaning you made a contribution at least five years prior, and you're 59 and a half, so it's one and the other, not or, whatever you pull out of the Roth is tax-free. That means you never ever pay tax on it ever again, okay, which is amazing. That to me is the, is really the, you know, the secret sauce and it's the ultimate retirement savings plan. But you need to obviously have some patience and you have to understand how it works. And again, the Roth IRA really is the best way of taking advantage of the power of uh, compounded returns, which is according to Albert Einstein, the eighth wonder of the world. That means your money's gonna grow faster when it grows without paying tax. So if you earn $100 in a Roth IRA versus $100 personally, that's taxable, and you generate 10% each year, your Roth IRA would have 110 in the first year, and you individually, assuming a 20% tax rate, would have only 108. And if you did that for the next 10, 20, 30 years, you're gonna have a lot more in the Roth IRA. Let me give you a real example. If you just put away $1,200 a year at 10 years old, so you start working at 10 at camp or babysitting, whatever you're doing, and you make 1200 bucks a year, and you, you contribute that to a Roth IRA, and you do that from 10 years old until 70. So you never actually increase your money. You just always put away 1200 bucks. Even if you become a successful doctor, a lawyer, or engineer, or architect, you still only put away 1200 bucks, okay? And let's say you, generate an average rate of return of 8%, which is below what you should get over a 60 year period. When you hit 70 on just 1200 bucks a year from 10 to 70, you get a $1.6 million tax rate. That's real money. Yes, time value of money, $1.6 million in 60 years, maybe less than it is today, still gonna be money and still gonna be worth something. And it's still going to be a lot more than you would have if you did it in a taxable account. So the question is, well, why doesn't everyone do this? Why right? just pay your kid to mow the lawn or to take the trash out or to do your homework. No, unfortunately there needs to be bona fide services. So let's go through some case law and some revenue rulings, and then we can kind of figure out what the IRS or what the courts feel about bona fide service. Because if not, everyone would just pay their kids 1200 bucks or 500 bucks a year or 200 bucks a year, have them dump it in a Roth IRA. And even if they didn't put away 1200 bucks, but they put away 500 bucks, starting at four or five or six years old and just kept it in the Roth and kept growing, they would have a lot of money when they hit 70 
or at least 59 and a half when they can pull it out without tax. So there, there are a few requirements to getting a Roth IRA for your kid. Again, not everyone can do it. If you don't have a business, it's gonna be awfully hard to do it unless your child is working. And the good thing is we have a good economy, there's low unemployment, uh, kids can get jobs. Whether you're working at the YMCA or you're tutoring or you're doing uh, babysitting or a lifeguard or doing modeling. Uh, there's a lot of a companies on Amazon that have kids doing modeling for t-shirts or sneakers or uh, on the like. Uh, there's money to be made and um, same with uh, website design or social media. Um, people, kids are making money. And when I say kids, I mean generally you know, seven to 16. And if, if, even if they're just putting away 500 bucks a year, 200 bucks a year, because of the power of tax-free growth, that money can turn into real money in 30 or 40 years. So let's take some examples. So under revenue ruling 72-73, um, there's a question presented whether wage paid by a father to his young minor child for personal services rendered uh, was deductible. And was it ordinary and necessary in the business, um, course of the business? Was it real services or was it you know, taken out the trash? So what the revenue ruling said was, where the facts show that the actual services are rendered by a taxpayer's child as a bona fide employee in the operation of the taxpayer's business and that the compensation paid is reasonable, so if, you're, if you pay your kid to, um, to model your uh, t-shirt for your business and you pay him $6,000 for four minutes of work, maybe that's not reasonable, okay? And that's so, so if they have to be real services, not just taking out the trash, real services for a business that's done in the ordinary course of the business and it has to be reasonable to compensation. So you need basically two requirements, right? You need to have real business services. So taking out the trash is not a business service. Although if your neighbor paid your son to mow the lawn or take out the trash, maybe that is a genuine, genuine service. And then is the compensation reasonable? $4,000 a month for that, maybe not reasonable. Maybe five bucks for that is reasonable. So those are the two requirements. Second uh, interesting uh, case is a tax court memo from 1979. Um, and basically this Lorraine Tucker, uh, this um, case talks about uh, payments to a son where the payments were intended as compensation uh, and were they reasonable and were the services rendered. So this Lorraine Tucker, she operated a drive-in grocery in Texas. The, her son and his wife assisted in the business and the son assisted in the business by ordering and buying groceries and doing some bookkeeping. Uh, same with the wife. The IRS question whether the business deduction she took for the years in question uh, were reasonable. And basically, um, they said that as long as the income was generated in the ordinary course of business and the compensation was reasonable, it was deductible and the services were genuine. Uh, another uh, revenue ruling, 73393, the IRS held that a reasonable wage is paid by a father to his child for services rendered as a bona fide employee in his business are deductible. So again, we're talking about real services to a business and the ability to deduct them because their actual, the compensation paid was reasonable. So that's if you're paying your child. Now, if a third party pays the child, again, there needs to be real services and the compensation must be reasonable. So yes, if your neighbor pays your kid for babysitting or for 
mowing the lawn or cleaning taking away the snow or anything that's that is actual services and the compensation is reasonable then the, it's real compensation that could be put into an ira yes that individual child would also have to pay tax and then the question is uh if they're a dependent you do you have to put on your return or not and then there's some income thresholds on who has to report the income but again if it is being paid to, by someone else it's easier to argue it's real compensation. The question and what the IRS offers and what they add more scrutiny to is if you as the parent are paying the child. In that case, it really has to be for a business and the compensation has to be reasonable. If you work full-time at Apple, you can't just pay your kid to take the trash out or tutor your other kid and have that money go into a Roth because that's the issue of the parent paying the child. But if the neighbor is paying the child to tutor their kid, that is going to be uh, earned income and that is taxable and that can go into an IRA. So overall, the IRS and courts are basically saying that if you pay your child, there are several factors that you have to look at. Okay, number one, uh, must be real services rendered, not, not BS, it's got to be real. Uh, number two, it's got to be reasonable, the compensation. Uh, the type of services performed and the compensation must be relevant. And again, it must be a bona fide employer-employee relationship. So it's got to be work for the business. Again, this is separate from your child getting paid by a third party. That is generally okay. Less scrutiny because it's not basically disqualified in the sense that it's in the family tree. Once you have a third party do it, Yaris feels that it's more, um, I want to say, honest and accurate. Um, and, and less scrutiny needs to be applied to it because it's not within the family. But those are some things to look at. Um, I think overall, the two things, again, are the compensation, uh, business employee relationship, and the service needs to be uh, in line with the compensation received. Once you do that, also remember your kid's going to have to pay tax on what he or she earns. You're going to then have to figure out, is it reportable on your return as a dependent? It's above a certain income threshold the child will file their own tax return. And then based off what they earn, they can put something into an IRA, $6,000 Roth IRA in 2019 or 2020. IRA contributions for 2019 don't have to be done till April 15, 2020. But the income needs to be earned um, in 19. You just have the flexibility to actually put the money into the Roth IRA in 19 or 20. So just be careful. If, if you don't have your own business, it's gonna be awfully hard to pay your kid. You can have a third party pay your kid, a neighbor, a friend, but I wouldn't have a grandparent pay the kid to mow the lawn. It gets really, uh, I think, a little bit aggressive. If it's a third party, clearly not a family member, and the kid's going to declare the income, pay taxes on it, or you will on behalf of the kid as dependent, and then the kid wants to put it into a Roth IRA, um, I think it's okay. But now let's talk about Dependents, let's talk about children that are in high school, maybe. So 13 to 18, right? So there, there's less risk because 13, 14-year-old kids can get paid. They may not be able to get paid by you, but it's going to be a lot easier for them to get jobs, whether it's a job after school, summer job, and the like. Whatever they make, it's important to educate them to say, hey, just put away 5 bucks a week. Put away 10 bucks a week. Just put away a little bit each month. And put that into a Roth IRA. Instead of putting that into a savings account, put it into a Roth IRA. Another good option is put it into a 529 account or a state educational fund 
where that money could be used to pay off to pay their education. But if they're really looking to have that money grow without tax and use it for any purpose, the 529 or state educated plan won't work because that's only can be used for education. The, the Roth IRA, once the child turns 59 and a half, can be used for anything, and then that money can go out tax-free. So it's a really interesting tax planning and retirement planning perspective. And based off the power of compounding return, even $100, $200 a year starting in their teens, and even if they just continue to make that amount of contributions until they're older, can be some significant wealth to them for really doing nothing. So instead of just having them squander that money by buying video games or doing other things that may not uh, make a lot of sense, educate your child about putting away a little bit of money in a Roth IRA or a 529 or some type of education plan. It's way, it's obviously a good lesson, but it's gonna help that child uh, when they're older because they're gonna have money either for education or if it's in a Roth IRA, that money will be there for a long time and that money's gonna grow and it's gonna have significant wealth when they're post 59 and a half. And as my example showed, the kid starts at um, 10 years old, puts away 1200 bucks, 8% rate of return, is 1.6 million at 70. And again, that's without taking into account that that child's able to increase their contributions as they get into their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, talking just a flat 1200 bucks a year, 100 bucks a month, starting at 10 to 70, 1.6 million bucks. Okay, numbers don't lie. That's super important. So really, it's uh, this podcast is really educating people. Hey, if you are a parent, and you have a business and you can pay your kid, think about doing it. Again, the service needs to be real, bona fide, employee-employer relationship. And it's, the compensation needs to be in line with what the kid did. If you don't have a business, um, but your kid's doing work for neighbors or around the community, have them save some of that in a Roth IRA or, or a 529, but in a Roth IRA and let that money grow without tax. That by seeing the account grow each year, your kid's going to learn the value of savings. And then as your child old, gets older, hopefully they get more uh, connected to the retirement system and, and learn the power of savings through the U.S. retirement system with works. And, and I keep saying this and I'm going to repeat it, whether you're Democrat, Republican, independent, whether you're whatever uh, part of the country you're from, whatever your religion is, whatever your background is. The numbers don't lie and the retirement system works. And it's just based off simple math. The more you save, whether you're in a pre-tax IRA or uh, a Roth IRA, whether it's deferral or tax-free growth, the idea of your money not being subject to tax each year, compounded returns, you'll have a lot more money if you did that in a retirement account, IRA or Roth, versus if you did it in a taxable savings account. So just remember that. Educate your children. It's our responsibility as parents. Teach our kids about the power of the retirement system. We literally have the golden ticket. The kids have a golden ticket, especially because they're young. They can really take advantage of the power of tax-free growth if we educate them and have them just put away a little bit money each day, each week, each month, each year. That money is going to grow and it's going to lead to real generational wealth for them and their kids. And it's just about starting, being consistent, just trusting the process and showing them at a young age the power of the Roth IRA. Even if they're not putting a lot into it, I think it's a powerful tool and something that will benefit them for the rest of their lives. Adam Bergman, IRA Financial, thanks for watching, listening. Um, please subscribe to the channel. Hope you found the podcast, the video insightful, helpful. Uh, thanks again, um, and until next time.